0: you are now listening to slingshots and swords when you're talking about fighting as it is with no real, no real fighting well then baby you better train every part of your body and get all your energy in there and make this into a weapon the lord of hosts shall defend the What's up, and welcome to the Slingshots and Swords Podcast. This is the only podcast focused on discussing the battles we, as Christian men, face daily, while learning how to effectively use the tools of warfare the Lord has provided for us. Based on a recent study, the average American household is currently subscribed to four streaming services. Now I can personally confirm this, as in my household, we subscribe to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and HBO Max. This shows that as Americans, we tend to watch a lot of TV. Entertainment has always had a significant impact on our daily lives, sometimes sets the standard for what we think our family should look like and how it should function. A lot of us picture our families operating like different TV families. If your family doesn't fit that mold, it can kind of make you be in your feels. Now think about how the family image in entertainment has changed over the years. CBS once prohibited the use of the word pregnancy in the show I Love Lucy, forcing the use of alternatives like expecting or a blessed event. The Brady Bunch was a pioneer in featuring a blended family with a widower and a divorcee coming together. All opinions of Bill Cosby aside, The Cosby Show portrayed the possibility of having a successful career while maintaining a loving and disciplined household with core values regardless of skin tone. On the other side of the spectrum, Married with Children was a sitcom that often opted for lessons in immorality rather than Christian family values, mocking the traditional sitcom family. So where are we heading with this? On this episode, we'll take a look at entertainment, looking specifically at some of the sitcom families and how they have influenced the perception of marriage today. Are they just representative of the changes we've seen in real life families? Or are they the direct cause of these changes? I'm James and I'm co-hosting with my Mellow My Main Man, Pastor B-Side. Together, we're going to try and provide a unique perspective on ministry, community, and culture from a pastoral standpoint. Excellent. We're all fighting a battle of the mind that's deeply rooted in our spirituality. So it's essential to keep an eye out for the sneaky tactics that our opponent uses, like stereotypes, societal norms, and to be ready to overcome them while staying true to our beliefs. It's go time. Let's get it. Slingshots and swords. So I got my mellow, my main man B. What's up, fam? What you doing? How you doing, my dude? uh, I'm chilling. Literally chilling. It's getting cold. Yeah, I was going to say, like, on your side here. of the country, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, so just the other day, I, I, I was thinking about you, right, because yeah. I had shorts on and sandals,
1: yeah, and I was bugging guy.
0: out because you had just mentioned, like, hey, yeah. while I'm doing these Bible studies, I got this blanket, like, across yeah. my legs, and for sure. I got the hoodie and the beanie, Yep. <laughs> so you get, you get that weather, <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting that chilling weather, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but 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 I think what's cool is, like, you just getting to see, like, the seasons now. So I think you have saw the seasons thus far, right?
1: Hey, dude, like, for real, I've only seen pictures of, like, all the crazy colors of leaves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And now being here, being able to see that with my own eyes and stuff like that, it's been unreal. Like, it's crazy to see, like, how the Lord created things with all this vibrancy and dynamic color change and how quickly it can happen, too, which is pretty bananas, like— two weeks ago i was dreading mowing the lawn because of how hot and humid it was it <laughs> right. seems like you know what i'm saying and now yeah, yeah. it's it's 50 degrees outside and you get all these gnarly i mean some of the tree leaf colors look fake they're so bright like it's weird yeah, it's yeah. super cool and that stuff like in our part of cali like we just didn't get that stuff so nah, i know you can yeah. get it up north but we weren't there so it's yeah
0: it's pretty fresh you know yeah that's a that's a cool uh yeah that's just that's just cool to like see and and touch like i got a chance to do that you know a few years ago going back east a couple times that i have but right uh, but yeah that's that's super dope so another thing man i was thinking about because you know we we share so many different things which is crazy that's just how the lord does things but man i'm bugging out that it's been 12 years since i said i do Right and, That mess and is cool. crazy What are, What are you guys are You guys are around the corner as well So like how many years Are you guys coming up on now? Yeah so me and Kara We on 19 years man One short of 20 <laughs> That's crazy Like
1: right. <laughs> That mess is insanity One because it makes me sound old Because you got to be Old yeah, enough to yeah. do something For that long You know what I'm saying mm-hmm, But yeah mm-hmm. man
0: together like it's been a long time it's been pretty cool and and why I bring that up is you know I I read a article just recently and it stated Uh that the average marriage in the U.S. lasts for about eight years. Hey we made it. We made it. You know (laughs) we're on average. That's good for me. (laughs) We're in good company. We've been good. So this article also noted that only about 47.3% 47.3% of households in the U.S. have uh, married couples living in them. Well,
1: that's so,
0: f- Right. So for all of the households out there, uh, that's more than, you know, half that don't have like a traditional family structure, right? So right. with a married couple, you know, leading the way in the house. Right, it's so, just people in the house. Yeah. So then I came across another article, right? And it was talking about these TV sitcoms and how they've portrayed family <laughs> life over the years. <laughs> so you know, oh, it got oh. it got me thinking, right? It got me thinking about how many people view marriage nowadays and how it has changed so much, right? Yeah, it's so, different for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Cats don't even want to get married, and I think the stats kind of show that, you know. Absolutely. I mean, again, to see half, I mean, not even half the households in our, our country, uh, that's, right. that's a big, big change. So, yeah. so I, I, I felt like we had to go through some of these like highlights of the article because I think you'll, <laughs> you'll appreciate this sure. for sure. So, so here are some of the shows that the article highlighted. And you okay. can see really how like dramatically different things are now compared to a time. That really wasn't too long ago, right? Like we're still a young country, like right, like we forget Not for about it. Sure. Like the United States is super young, and I think I mentioned this to you before. Like the first time I had that understanding, we were in Europe, and you know, you go on these tours and whatever the case is, and people ask, Oh, where are you from? Da. da, da, da. So mm-hmm. one I say America, and then you know, you get some feels, yeah. right? <laughs> you get some stuff, and yeah. <laughs> then I say California, and it even goes beyond, right? But yeah. Either way, they were just like, Oh, yeah, you guys are you guys are cute. You you know here's you're, you're so yeah. young like because exactly. again, we're walking in places that i mean have years upon years of history right Right. hundreds if not so, thousands and then two yeah, technology yeah. like keep
1: in mind like for us like we were that generation that had you know the the console tv black and white turn the knob because yeah, we yeah, were the remote we back still, in the day yeah, you know what we, i'm saying yeah, we like we were the that. ones that had to get mm-hmm. up as the young bucks so i mean back when you think of some of these shows You know, we we got to see those shows as kids, you know, some of us really young kids, but now to now, like stuff has moved pretty quick, but in a very short period of time. So, yeah, this would be kind of interesting to see what you got going on here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: so the first show it talked about was Leave It to Beaver (laughs) and and and. Kind of, I'm going to go through some of their notes, right? So okay. this actually, they said, you know, represented a ideal portrait of like suburban bliss, <laughs> right? Sure. And the only yeah. thing I thought about, you know, and you'll probably crack up on this is I remember that that line in 8 Mile used as a, a battle line to Eminem. You a know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> leave it to Beaver. I never watched right. it. Uh, No, it was,
1: it was, you could see it on TV when we were kids for sure. But yeah, I didn't. But I remember like, you know, that was like the fifties golden era of Americana. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like that was to like our grandparents (laughs) and stuff like that. The good old days, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it was. And then the next show. And I remember this show because my stepdad actually, he still watches it. Uh, But uh, (laughs) the Andy, the Andy Griffith show. Okay, now that show I watched a little bit. Okay, so, and what was cool here, you know, if you think about it, this was one of the first uh, shows that highlighted single parents on a primetime sitcom, right? Like, you just didn't see that.
1: Well, what's crazy is because, like, you know, I watched a lot of this stuff with my grandma back in the day, and I didn't even know that. Like, you say that now, it's like, oh, snap, yeah, that dude, yeah, there was not a mom there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of crazy. And it's interesting because I know this show ran mostly through the 60s, and it's interesting because, I mean, if you know anything about American history, the 60s kind of stuff shifted a little bit. So you see that cultural shift, and TV kind of followed that, so that's
0: kind of interesting. Yeah, and then you have the iconic all-in-the-family. <laughs> yeah, that was a big deal. And it was a big deal because look what it did. It, it addressed racism, rape, abortion, cancer, the Vietnam War, impotence, even uh, homosexuality. So all taboo that, again, wasn't talked about or shown uh, in prime time TV. Right. And of course, that came out
1: mostly in the 70s. And I mean, that's when stuff was getting really crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's interesting to see how the shifts in culture are kind of parallel Mm -hmm. with the things in TV.
0: Yeah. then, Then you had... Fish don't fry in the kitchen. yeah Fish don't burn on the grill. <laughs> we're moving on up. <laughs> yep. So the Jeffersons, which I think we all remember. I remember this, like I got to see the show, uh, loved it as a kid, right? Yeah, uh, dude. But again, right, it just showed this kind of, like moving on up to the east side, you know, we're getting right. a piece of the pie. We're getting out right. of like the hood and now we right. are successful. <laughs>
1: And, and it's culturally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you sing those lyrics now. And, you know, by the way, that's going to have to be some kind of sound clip. Like, I, for that's a while. the
0: only time you're going to catch <laughs> me singing at any moment. Like, so Bro, you that's guys what I'm got saying. me.
1: But then you listen to the lyrics themselves, like, we, you know, moving on up to the east side, finally got a piece of the pie. I remember singing that song as a kid and and not even knowing what I'm saying. Yeah, not even thinking about it. And thinking about stuff. (laughs) And what's crazy is how this show, I mean, it went on for a while. Like, it Mm -hmm. kind of bridged Mm -hmm. that gap from the 70s to the mid-80s, which is how we got, like, the tail end of it. And and good old George Jefferson. And I didn't know this until later that, like, because I wasn't an all-in-the-family guy. But he came out of all-in-the-family. You know, again, like you said, moving from from Mm -hmm, Harlem mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. Manhattan as their little spinoff. But, I mean, you can make the argument that this one was maybe bigger, at least in the culture I came from, you know what I'm saying, than All in the Family was. And so it really paved the way for some other, like, minority-centric shows. Because I remember out of this, you you remember, like, 227, you know, that was another spinoff, you know. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, our our kind of iconic situation with, like, Fresh Prince, because they had a couple episodes where uh mr jefferson was making his cameo appearance and i think they even had a whole episode dedicated to like the whole crew coming on yeah still around at that time yeah they did stuff like that. that so seeing that shift where minorities again across the board we're getting a piece of the pie now and and again kid you don't think about that and the significance of what that was saying but now looking back it's funny you mentioned that
0: like how again the parallel in culture and tv like what's going on there yeah for sure So then we see uh, a show like Roseanne, and this was interesting because you had, again, a blue-collar family with two working-class parents who happened to be overweight. And what was funny, the article kind of mentioned, like, this was probably the most accurate depiction of the modern family at that time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could probably see that.
1: <laughs> and it didn't matter that they were white, you know what I'm saying? It was the Mm-mm. fact that it was like middle to lower class America and that was that was the deal. And I remember growing up, this 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 was the show that was the big deal that I think when you I started paying attention to tv and what i was seeing and it was you know starting to get some of the jokes and stuff like that yeah Ooh, like sure. this was the show so you're talking 80s through the 90s here you know uh it's funny too because kara she actually went to school with one of the dudes who played dj so oh, there was the really? local folks <laughs> yeah well, but then also i mean i don't know if you remember this but we got the first tv appearance from patrick mahomes you know some people don't know that <laughs> <laughs> hey you see that meme Oh dude, I was that dying That's so hilarious. if you don't if you haven't seen this yet, you gotta search for this. But Sarah Gilbert, she's the one of the girls <laughs> who played like the early version of Darlene. They got this meme going out with a picture of her and Patrick Mahomes, and their faces look exactly the same. And it's like, I think in the meme it says, I can't unsee this now. You know what I'm saying? And that's where my head's been since you mentioned we were gonna talk about Roseanne a little bit. And oh my goodness. But that show, yeah, that show was a big deal
0: too. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And and yeah. then then you got a show that that came out and uh, arrested development, and and I think this was ahead of its time because it wasn't yeah. family friendly. Uh, the characters (laughs) weren't weren't likable and some of the some of the situations were super cringy right like you're just like right like you you talking about that you doing that like
1: yeah took a jump cut for sure in terms of like what was acceptable and stuff they're just gonna put out there but i mean now you're talking the 2000s right and so and and dude this show had some heads on it i mean people that i didn't know about from this show because i kind of checked out from like sitcom tv by this time you know we we going into college, we doing our thing. I was all up in the, the clubs. Yeah. yeah I didn't really have then. time to, I wasn't to, trying to, watch to watch some GB. sitcoms yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dude, he, I mean, Jason Bateman came out of that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Will Arnett, uh, yep. Michael Sarah, and then like Jessica Walsh, she was a big deal for a long time. So, and then thinking about like Ron Howard was like a big part of this show. I know he was like the narrator and then, he was one of the main producers and stuff like that. So, I mean, even though I wasn't watching this show, like everyone kind of knew the deal about this show. And it was it was a big deal and kind of still is. You
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Then you get a Modern Family. And this was interesting <laughs> because you get three families that were very right. well off, uh, right. predominantly white and living in a, you know, this ambiguous, upper middle-class California suburb, right? You know what I mean?
1: Right, and and like this came out like towards like, oh nine two thousand ten. 2010, mm-hmm. I think it just stopped like maybe a year or two ago. A couple, yeah, pretty a recent, of yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, and so again, another one with some big names. So you got Ed Bundy making his return, you know what I'm saying? From <laughs> Men, Mary, <with> Children*. <laughs> yeah. You got Ed O'Neill on there and, and, and the others. And so um, again, not being into major broadcast sitcom TV, like, you still know about this show. You know what I'm saying? It's still doing its thing, but, man, it's crazy looking at those differences and the presentation of a family you put things in that context. Yeah. Yeah. That's you keep, wild. Yeah. You
0: keep it in that sense. And 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 as you mentioned, yeah. like it's again a reflective of like the culture at the time and just some of the things right. that were taking place. So so again the question I asked before was are these shows just representative of the changes we've seen in real life American families or are they the direct cause of the changes we see? In the average American family, right? So, when right, because you know, when you look at how these shows again dominated whatever decade they came out in, you can see why these shows stayed so relevant. You know, they definitely sure. portrayed the tone of the family unit in the country. Uh, you got the the ideal, you know, the the ideal version of family in the 50s, uh, in the 60s, dysfunction in family started to become again more public with the heavy politics and social equality issues. then you get the 70s stuff was like just nuts across the board right (laughs) yeah Uh, there's things we didn't even mention and bring up that if we did you know right paint and that's probably okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) right Right. and then you know then in the 80s right the country tried to normalize things getting back to core american values to encourage you know american prosperity uh, especially after the insanity of vietnam and then you get sure. our generation, right? You get the 90s, you know, started to feed into the counterculture ideas because we could see through that fake and fabricated stuff in the 80s, especially right. if we were growing up in those lower economic areas. So, again, by the time mm-hmm. you get to the 2000s, I mean, it's really just chaos, right? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, I guess my question, and we could lead into this, is, you know, so, again, was entertainment the cause or the effect of these things.
1: And it's funny because like some people will I mean zealously take either side. Like I've heard you know some of the older folks are like oh entertainment is the cause of this and it's like really, though, like I'm watching a show and now I got to do what they do just because it's on. But on the other side, it's like, all right, well, you look at what you just presented to us in this context and it's tough (laughs) not to, you know, to just ignore it outright. So, you know, there is an interesting thing about this whole situation because you know, the particular shows we just talked about, they have some of the same people in them. I mean, we talked about how Ed O'Neill is in two of those different shows, but I think more so of like Ron Howard, who was, I mean, of all people, was like Opie. Opie. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Opie Taylor on the Andy Griffith show way back in the day as a kid, you know, and that show, I I, I would almost never use this word in my normal speaking, but it was a wholesome mm-hmm. show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of oh, word you mm-hmm. use to describe something like that, uh, it, and it kind of encapsulated that time in American history where anyone who lived during that time was goes back to it as those were the good old days, you know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, it was a time where I think from a, a general point of view, you know, there was a high regard for morality and and things like that and so that was a factor that people considered in entertainment and so you know ron howard was one of those faces used to promote that idea but then fast forward right to not so long ago and he's one of the main producers for arrested development (laughs) which is like the total opposite of the andy Griffith show and so you got one guy that's heavily involved in two very very different perspectives of american family so
0: What does that say, you know? Yeah, and again, as a kid, you know, he's playing the role within the classic American value system. You know, as an adult, though, after all that experience in Hollywood, uh, he was paying for and facilitating another show that made a a joke about the crude and immoral nature of the family system. And the sad thing is that the picture of family on Arrested Development is actually pretty accurate, uh, even now right. in a lot of ways, right?
1: Right. And I don't think we're trending in the better direction if you can, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: no <laughs> kidding.
1: <you> extrapolate <laughs> from when that show ended till now. So, I mean, if we look at the actual people that make up the entertainment industry, we kind of have to admit a uh, brutal truth here, right? I mean, we can't blame the concept of entertainment or Hollywood, you know, all we want, just like we do the general concept of media, because that's the tendency, right? You get people in media saying, oh, well, the media said it's like, yeah, but you part of the media. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you you could not say that and be different, you know, and now the media generally is saying something different. I think we kind of refer to entertainment and the concept of Hollywood in the same way. And the reality is, though, that people make up these entities, right? Those entities are made up of individual human beings that have, like, real-life human experiences in planet Earth just like the rest of us. So I think that if you look at how the, the changes in the picture of, of family through entertainment over the decades has really changed, they really follow the changes in culture because of the individual experiences
0: of people, right? Yeah, and again, you know, culture is made up of people, too, so we can't just simply blame culture, either.
1: No, we can't. I mean, clearly, there is a shift in how the family is portrayed in entertainment over the years, right? And the basic, you know, moral fabric of what family is supposed to be is nothing like what it used to be at all. Whether you are good with family or you hate the concept of family, you can't look at something like, you know, The Andy Griffith Show and Modern Family and think that they're giving you the same picture of the same idea. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like you just, you can't. So, but to answer your question, we can't really say that entertainment is the cause, right? Because again, people are entertainment. They're entertainers. So really the people are the cause of that issue.
0: Yeah, and you bring up a really good point, you know, about the, again, the moral fabric of what family is supposed to be, right? So if we look at how the concept of family is portrayed in entertainment now, You know, we get a really messed up picture, so so the problem with that, though, is history shows that the picture we get from Hollywood is actually pretty representative of the real thing that's going on in our country. So this means, right, that the real family structure in our country is messed up. You know, so whatever it was so supposed to be or is, it ain't, (laughs) right? We we ain't there. We're just not there. So <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, you know, why don't we just kind of quickly talk about what it's actually supposed to be, right? So from a biblical right. standpoint, uh, because there are probably a lot of people out there, I think, that really have no idea or never heard of or, or seen the real picture of what family is actually supposed to be.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of sad when you think about it that way, because, you know, where I hear the, na- the word family a lot is with like... You know, Uriah's band situation because they refer to their, you know, their band as, as family. You know what I'm saying? And we did the same thing in football. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, concept of yeah. family, but like it's not. But for a lot of people, that's really all they get. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of people, it's like the, 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 for the kids, the adults around that situation are the only parental figures they may see. You know what I'm saying? And to your point, when we look at the, the line, the trajectory of entertainment, that's a, that's a big deal. So, To go back to the biblical basis is maybe the most important thing you can do because otherwise you just got a bunch of people making up definitions based on their individual perspective. And if there's no standard, like, how do you operate with that, right? So we got to go back to Genesis and you got to go back to Genesis chapter one because that's the beginning. So God created Adam and Eve as a married couple and he clearly communicated their purpose as a married couple and what they were supposed to do, right? Right. Because
0: what did he say? Be fruitful, multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And and again, I I love that, right? Because then, you know, again, this was supposed to be God's blessing to them.
1: Right. And I think for the negative connotation that people have about family is because we're not doing that. Where God said, no, if you do this, you'll be blessed this way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Supposed to be a good thing. So Adam and Eve, they were created by God to work complementary and co-equally together, right? And, And... Together they're supposed to make up a single unit. As husband and wife, they're two parts that make up a whole. And the way the Lord made it was so that neither Adam nor Eve, nor, you know, husband or wife could not fulfill the purpose that God gave to them without the other. We were supposed to be ultimately dependent on the Lord, but we needed each other to get the ultimate job done. And so, I mean, think about it, even starting with the command, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> I mean, you kind of need someone's help there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, God can't, made can't two do that people. By yourself. <laughs> no there were i mean science will try and tell you differently these days but they they stupid you know so god made two people that were mature in every sense right of the physical application of that word and god made two people equipped you know with the tools and the drive to make more people and you guys i mean if you don't know what i'm talking about like i mean i can't help you right but you know (laughs) here's the cool thing he gave them all the space they needed right for some people, family, oh, we don't have you know space. They have all of Earth, right? The Lord wanted the planet to be filled with people. And if you think about it, I mean that's definitely a good situation for Adam at least. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Adam's dude, like, wait.
0: Yeah, dude was alone, right? I, for a bit. <laughs> I mean, I'd like, right? like to have a partner.
1: He saw Eve, it was like, ooh, it, okay. Yeah, sure. And you want me to do what? <laughs> and fill the earth? That's a good situation for you know any yeah. any soberly minded dude. You know what I'm saying? sign, sign up
0: all day. <laughs> right.
1: And and so and so that's what you get. So but but that wasn't the only thing, right? So I mean all yeah, jokes right, aside. Yeah. You know, those, those two, Adam and Eve, were supposed to receive the tools that God provided across the board in order to maintain the integrity of God's creation according to its original condition which God considered to be very good. And then they were supposed to multiply that, right? Multiply what God said is very good. So multiplying God's goodness in his creation using the things that God gave to them for those purposes that God appointed. To ultimately glorify him through the joy we have in doing that stuff so yeah there's labor involved but it was supposed to be satisfying right and we all know that there's hard work you can do that brings satisfaction and contentment in it so but this is the biggest form of that right when we do it god's way it was supposed to bring joy because remember there was no sin which means that there was no pain there was no discontentment there's no bitterness it
0: was supposed to be awesome right Yeah, and again, so the family unit, as God made it, you know, was made up of a dad as the head of the house, uh, the mom as an equal participant, uh, uniquely created to do what? Compliment the dad. (laughs) So then whatever kids they had were supposed to be raised with the understanding that God is the creator, everything is his, and we're called to serve his purposes by using his stuff for his purposes, which brings us the what? Satisfaction. Pretty simple, but not so, right? Right. Yeah, you would think it was simple. (laughs) But, but I mean, look at look at how look at those
1: shows that we just talked about, right? And how they started to pick these simple things apart. And we can go all the way back to the time where people said that it was ideal, right? In the 50s, right? That well, the Bible says that dad is the head of the house, right? And while Adam and Eve were supposed to be in the eyes of God and even in the eyes of each other at the same level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so to speak there was there was a structure to it and dad adam was on the top of it now in the early 50s the concept of being you know of the dad being the head of the house was not biblical i mean it was presented in such a way that was like belittling to the wife in her role mm-hmm. i mean hollywood did not portray the helpmate relationship that the bible describes right, at all right. Right? I mean, you think older Americans, you know, tend to think that TV was better back then in the 50s because it put things in order and there wasn't the crudeness to it and all that other stuff. But it really didn't. It put man above the woman in a way that was not accurate to scripture. And it portrayed men in these kind of self-entitled roles where they were more like lords of the household. Some shows and some concepts, they would even use those terms, which is, you know, that's not okay. Right, you know, right. wives are not intended to be the servants of the husband. And, you know, people take scripture out of content, wives, submit to your husbands. Hold on now. That's, that's a whole different situation than like the Hollywood presentation
0: of that. Even as far back as in the 50s, you know, they were not doing what the Bible teaches. Yeah, for sure. and I love that you mentioned that because, again, that's really hardly a good picture of that oneness that God wants between a husband and a wife. No, not at all. I mean, no wonder
1: women started to question things and rebel and try to flip roles like the way we see now. And man, it's crazy now. It only gets worse as the years go on, right? So over over time, the dad becomes the, the joke in these shows. I mean, you look at dads and family sitcoms as, you know, especially in some of those specific shows that you mentioned, and so often the dads are like the village idiot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. he's got a job to make money, but that's really all the competency that they show in that show. And, and so they're, they're disconnected from their wives and that becomes a joke. They're disconnected from their kids and that becomes a joke. And more and more, the dads are the brunt of the jokes, right? They're the cause of the jokes. And I mean, I think the quintessential example out of that is probably lasted throughout the entire duration of all those shows you said is is the Simpsons, right? Look at Uh, Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Homer. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if right. So if so many dads are going to be the worthless fools that we see in these TV shows, then why do you need one? Right. That's the thinking that we've come to. So Hollywood, what do they do? They start to get rid of them or definitely change the role that they serve in these shows. And so, you know, it, it definitely shows how culture has shifted. Where the roles of moms have definitely changed because of the real roles of dads in the household, but you see a direct biblical connection that is as Hollywood started to kind of justify the you know the indifference to the scriptures and ignoring the scriptures or twisting the scriptures, things really got out of hand very quickly, right?
0: Yeah, and while all that was going on, women became the more dominant in the house and taking on right. really more of the leadership role. That was set in place for dudes for sure and and
1: so you got a reversal from the way that the Lord designed things so if you have that it really shouldn't be a surprise that kids from these sorts of situations start to look more rebellious and entitled and cocky as years go on I remember when The Simpsons came out how crazy it was to hear Bart Simpson talk the way he did and people were blaming the simpsons for the way kids were it's like well hold on now you know what i'm saying that's that's not what it is Were people were a lot of kids copying that stuff yeah i mean i was one of those kids too you know every kid in the late 80s and 90s was doing that but it's because we had already been you know and i say we i mean kids in general at that time had already been in an environment that was fostering that kind of behavior because of the breakdown above us you know what i'm saying
0: yeah and that's and again that's so crazy how Quick, that change too, right? So again, from the 50s to now is really just one generation and and look at the right. difference. Uh, then if if we're fair, right, and we're reasonable here, it's true that entertainment isn't the cause, but again, it is representative of how things are, generally speaking, in our country.
1: Right, and so where, where did it start? I, I fellas, look, this is kind of on us, isn't it? I mean, if entertainment isn't the direct cause, of the change in our families it means that entertainment was just publicizing the reality of our country you know what i'm saying it was putting on blast our individual households and maybe that's why we like some of these shows because it made light of the <laughs> The nastiness <laughs> right. of our actual yeah. lives you yeah, know what i'm yeah. saying he made a joke out of it so we can kind of just laugh at ourselves and feel better but this means that that men and dads in particular are kind of the root of the issue so we got some we
0: got some work to do don't we yeah and if you look in scripture you know you'll see that problems always begin with the human leadership in place at any given time so 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 for dads check out this right so let's let's dive into that baby.
1: yeah and, and what that means. Is that somewhere along the line, right, if we're going to go back to the 50s where things to people seemed better. Look, a lot of dudes in this country stopped looking to the scriptures to understand their role and purposes and the attitude that they're supposed to carry into the household as men, as husbands, as dads. You know, we started forming our own opinions of ourselves based on selfish ambitions which caused an attitude of entitlement and pride that hollywood showed pretty early on right for sure and and we weren't acting like servants to our families and that's what the bible teaches that and that goes all the way back to genesis when you look at god's commands to adam he was supposed to be a servant and so we weren't loving our wives by dying to ourselves and our personal desires for the spiritual benefit of our wives, right? Where we're giving ourselves up. And I don't mean by like, oh, I get up in the morning and I go to work and I punch a clock. Like, that's not what it's talking about. Like, if you think that's the extent of it, you don't get it. Like you obviously have not understood the testimony of Jesus and the extent of what dying to self really means, who's supposed to be our standard. So that just means we weren't being good biblical examples, not just to our wives, but then to our kids, what are they seeing? You know what I'm saying? And, and so we're not, we didn't teach or take up the role of teaching them the word ourselves in our homes. You know what I'm saying? We, we justified that, oh yeah, we went to work, we're tired. The wife can take the kids to church and we'll let them deal with that stuff. And look where we're at, did that work? Is that, is, are we in a better place now? So we weren't remembering the core issue that God created us, men, dads, to bring him glory by receiving the things that he provides. We are not the providers, the things that he provides the way that he provided them to serve his purposes as stewards and servants of his stuff, obeying his commands and how to do so. Notice all that emphasis on him,
0: right? Yeah, and I feel like kind of what we're getting to, you know, it seems like the, the issues we see on TV are 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 just putting us men on blast, especially Christian men, right? Any of us that call us as Christians, I think that's what we're seeing right so maybe even seeing these things now so frequently in entertainment really has uh, uh justified our position you know if we we see it in pop culture uh that then becomes a new standard and we can get comfortable in that while we're actually rebelling against the lord
1: yeah and what's crazy is that like we don't we don't have to speculate on these things like we can look at our own like me and you you know, what I'm saying, me, Brandon, you, James, can look at our own personal marriages as examples and proof of of what we've been talking about. I mean, when I first got married, I was not saved, <laughs> neither was Kara, and boy, did it look like it. And and it's it's sad to think about the testimony we gave back then. While when it was convenient, we you know we professed to be Christians and stuff, but our marriage was a mess. And you know, but you know. I was the one living exactly like you said. I was entitled, like Kara needed to serve me doing what I wanted because I was working and making a bunch of money, so I justified yeah. it, right? And I was I was as selfish as they come. So, you know, if my expectations weren't met in any regard, like I was bitter and I was like really hateful towards her and it sucked, like, because I sucked like and that's just what it was the temperament of our marriage was based on my attitudes about it and it was not a good one it definitely wasn't a biblical one so we were both thinking about divorce and for me coming from a violent background like i had some other things rolling in my mind too but you know thankfully the the lord delivered us before things got really crazy so now after we got saved the lord started to show us a different way right he pointed us to the word and we started to learn about who god is in the bible and guess what we didn't go to marriage conferences. We didn't go on marriage retreats. You know what I'm saying? And this isn't a slight to the church, but the church, as a structure, or an institution, or even as a tradition, didn't really play a large role in this. It was just us and the Lord and the Word, and it was enough.
0: And and I like that you point that out because we we have been to those conferences, and 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 they were they were a struggle for us because again, like I think we both felt like this just only fit a certain mold of folks. And we didn't They were giving us the Andy mold. Griffith and right. we were living in modern family. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what it was. Yeah, so yeah. it's like,
1: you can't give me this picture yeah. anymore because my life ain't like that. And it took all these decades for Hollywood to really get up the nerve and the resources because as the people in Hollywood started to age like us and we yeah. just, we were the rebel yeah. groups, right? We're just like, nah, screw this. We're giving a real presentation of what it is. So yeah, just us and the Lord and his word was enough, you know, and seeing him show through the word, showed us what real goodness is, which showed us what real marriage should look like, which showed me what a real husband is and what a real man is across the board, right? And then that started to change her, and it showed us what real joy could be. And it's not 24-7 for us by any stretch, but we now have a standard that we could look to that's been, just, that's been validated, right? And so the Bible started to teach us about a different standard. And without really having to think much about it, like purposefully, like we didn't have like some outline or some mantras on our fridge or anything like that that we were trying to live by and things like that. But suddenly we were both making these subtle changes that were having a profound effect on our marriage because of the change in attitude that the Spirit was orchestrating, right? Because we were in the Word together. And so over the years now, and it's been, you know, we, we did two years without the Lord, it's been 17 years with the Lord. Guess which side is better, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's still teaching us, right? He's still reminding us, he's still correcting us. There's still a lot of conviction. There's still a lot of mistakes, but even though it's hard for me recognizing that I first, as the dude, needs to die to myself, daily and multiple times throughout the day. Like again, the longevity, like 19 years. I'm, I'm above right, average, yep, now. Yeah, like, you, you know, you're good. <laughs> I've I've, I've <laughs> lapped the average, you know what I'm saying? I'm coming up on 20, so Lord willing, we'll get there. But also the quality, right? There's a lot of people who married for a long time, but it's not really a relationship there. I'm here to tell you the quality of our marriage because of the purpose of our marriage that we found through the word right? Especially now with the kids and how they extend our marriage into other places as the fruit of God's work. It's just better that way. You know what I'm saying? But it's, but it's hard to start with me humbling myself, repenting constantly <laughs> right. and giving myself over to God's purposes, like the Bible says, instead of doing my own thing, right? It's hard. Like there's work there. It's easier to just sit back and watch TV and look at bad examples to justify my sin and my approach to marriage. But that's not how it's gonna be, you know? Which is why these shows, it's interesting that I think, I bet, I haven't done this, but I bet that if you were to look at the season length or the, the life length mm-hmm. of these shows, they probably average somewhere around the yeah. average marriage day. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna probably. guess and say between <laughs> yeah. eight to 10 years. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right on that. Which is, I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> so, and what that means for me, and I think all of us men who are dads, um is is we need to be in the word constantly making sure we understand what the deal is not just to read it but to know
0: what the standard is by knowing who the standard is right yeah and that's cool and you know we'll kind of wrap up with this you know so kind of contrary with myself and joanna you know we we at least got to start our marriage off you know being both christians and really diving right in, y'all did yeah, it right kind <laughs> of kind of diving into what that even meant but you know for us you know we still brought baggage from our experiences, you know, within the church and outside of the church that really still put us in positions to not really, you know, know what to think or what type of decisions to make, you know. So it really ultimately fell on me, (laughs) right, me as James, uh, to understand my role as a servant. So while I served others in various ways, you know, I had to bring that same energy and dynamic into my home, but multiplying it by a thousand. You know what I'm saying? It was like right. I had to do yeah. that. And that's huge. right? And, and I think scripture that specifically opened me up to this and showed me was when, you know, Jesus specifically mentioned that he came to serve and not be served. And that was humbling because I'm like, man, here's the creator of all things. The only reason why I'm breathing and alive and ain't in jail. <laughs> and he's like, I'm here to serve. Others, so so that helped to shape that. Now, do I get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Uh, but I try to really, I hit, I, I hit better than than average for sure because with that mindset of understanding, I'm serving, you know, Joanne in whatever ways and facets, and enduring even little simple things as we carpool and. You know, the drive is long and, you know, it's just our situation right now. But like I could feel a certain way I can have things to say and whatever. But, you know, obviously, enduring even just something like that to find peace. And and I think that's important because right? yeah,
1: there's because there's a standard now. Right. And the standard's not TV. We're not going to set our own standard and what and, and look at why things are the way they are is because we've rejected the standard. Right. The way God made it in the beginning was right. And you look at, like, Cain and Abel, that that wasn't right. But what caused that to not be right? It was people deciding for themselves they're going to reinvent the standard and do things their way, right? And it, it just don't work that way. And it, now we have TV to prove it. You know, we can't blame them if they're going to show our own stuff and put yeah, it on blast, sure. right? So.
0: Right on, man. Well, you know, make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes of Slingshots and Sword Podcast by subscribing and sharing it with at least one other person. That's all we have. Uh, Our brand new website has been up, so check that out, PastorBSide.com. It offers, you know, just exclusive content that we're creating to really help to give you more tips, tricks, tools, hacks, uh, whatever you want to call it, to put things we talk about here uh, into practice. So we're trying to load you up with good and godly stuff to win as many battles as possible. So if you're a husband, a dad, a son, or just a dude trying to figure some stuff out, we got you.
1: Yes sir. And and you know we still loading up with beats. So I just got a new mix out there this like a funky deep house groovy type stuff. Lots of cool classic boom bat you know hip-hop remixes in there and stuff like that uh i got another mix that i'm working on of yours that you did that we're gonna master that and make it nice, nice and nice. pretty and tight so we got beats for you guys so keep keep them heads clear and keep, keep them heads right and give you guys some uplifting stuff you know get them feet tapping the heads bobbing you know what i'm saying whatever you need to get yourself through that day because yep. right we got stuff going on so if we need something to help us to to die to self so we can do our
0: jobs as dudes like
1: if beats will help you we'll get you
0: there too So, again, the new website, that's where you can find all that stuff. Check it out now if you can, PastorBSide.com. If you're digging on this new direction and, you know, want to support your boys um, in the ministry efforts, uh, you could do so on the financial support section of the site. Uh, Any contribution amount would be greatly appreciated. Uh, So, again, we want to thank you all for listening. Can't wait till we link up again. So, until the next episode, Grace, peace. Peace out
1: slingshots and swords.